We're going through the book of uh, 1 Corinthians on Sunday night, and uh, it's been very helpful. A lot of practical topics. It is especially, um, you know, it is especially challenging uh, to a church regarding carnality. And that is a church, you know, that generally speaking is not being led by the Spirit of God. And you say, well, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a carnal church. And, and I believe that our church is very interested in being led by the Spirit of God. Are we always? No. Um, is that the, the general desire that we have? I believe so. And, uh, and, and, I, and I believe that, uh, you know, we can see, we can see uh, God do even more as we're more in tune with that concept. Um, and so with any challenge, you know, if, if, we're, if we're already tracking with that, you know, with being spirit-led, then we've got to keep going, right? If we're not, then we need to get some things right. Um, if we haven't thought about it, then this is, our, this is a, a new challenge that we need to, to consider. And, uh, and so... Um, this is talking here to this church. It's not that they weren't a legitimate local church. I mean, Paul is acknowledging that they are. He, he has a heart for them, um, and uh, he wants to help them. And one of, the, uh, one of the, the areas in which they were showing their carnality is, by, is, is so common in churches that aren't being uh, spirit-led is that there was divisions and con- contentions amongst the body, and to the extent where they were actually taking one another to court over it, over these things. And so they were squabbling over matters where, you know, this person wronged me in a civil fashion, and, and so I wanted to, I'm, we're going to take them to, uh, you know, to the, the courts of the land and, and sue them over these matters. And so Paul is addressing this here because you can imagine that that would be a poor testimony, wouldn't it? I mean... The, the, the whole concept of the local church is for that church to be known in that, in that community, to have a reputation, to be, a, a, to be salt and light, to be effective where God put them, right? Don't let, don't let your light be, you know, put it on a hill. Don't, don't cover it up. And, and so just by virtue of what a church is supposed to be, um, if, if the people from the church are out in public... They, they, it would be good if they were associated with their local church, if they were representing the Lord well, right? If they were carnal Christians representing a church that was supposedly to point people to Christ, then it would be better if they didn't say they were part of that local church, probably. And uh, here you had known you know, citizens who were associated with uh, the church of, uh, of Jesus there in Corinth, where we're fighting amongst each other over matters, and they were taking it out into the public realm, into the court system, and instead of settling it um, in house. All right, it doesn't it, look. It's not talking about about uh, um, you know. It's not talking about criminal cases. Uh, I mean, if there's a criminal case, like you know, for example, I mean. There's been instances in which there's been child abuse in churches, and it was covered up. We're not talking about that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if there's, if there's, if there's some of that should be, in and of themselves, should be criminally responsible for, for behavior, 
then God is, according to Romans chapter 13, he set up a system in which that justice needs to be executed. Right? They represent God, the, the, uh, the laws of the land. But I'm talking about civil matters of disagreement within the church. And that's what Paul is, is addressing here. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord, I pray you'd help us now with this passage just to understand some things that's related to uh, the testimony of the church. And uh, help us with the testimony of our church, Lord, uh, that, we'll, that we would see truths that would, uh, that would put us in a better place in this, in this respect. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Anytime when, uh, you're, if you're a business person or you have a presence um, in the community, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing for you to associate yourself with your local church. But, of course, as you do that, you need to be, you need to be aware of your testimony. And what a sad thing it would be if we would, you know, A, if we would say, that, that's my church, but we have a poor testimony, right? Um, or if we felt like we had such a poor testimony, we wouldn't want to. You know, say that we were from, uh, from a certain church. And, uh, and so, um, in, in, in verse 6 it says, Dare any of you, sorry, chapter 6, verse 1, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, he's talking within the church, go to law before the unjust? Are you going to go to those that, they don't have the Spirit of God. They're, they're, they're not believers. And not before saints? And so you have this matter of disagreement, and you're going to take it to, you know, to the wisdom of unbelievers instead of the, the wisdom of believers to get that to, for the counsel or mediation to get that settled. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And, uh, you know, the Bible uh, teaches us that one day we're going to judge with Jesus, right? We're going to be judges in, the, in, the, in that regard. We're going to stand by Jesus, the righteous judge of it all. And, uh, and he, he is going to invite us to to uh, enter into that judgment uh, uh, with him. And, uh, and, and, and so, saying, look, with that being the case, that being your destiny, um, can't you learn to judge things righteously within the body now? Right? And, and, then, he, and then he says, um, and if, he, the, if the world shall be judged by you, are you uh, unworthy to judge the smallest matters? These are very weighty matters, ultimately, that Jesus is going to end up judging with us alongside him. Can we not judge these more, much more trivial, you know, earthly uh, situations in the meantime? Know ye not that ye shall judge angels? Now, I believe this is talking about um, the fallen angels because the angels that, are, that have stood with Christ all along, they stand in judgment of, of nothing, all right? Um, and... Uh, you know, think of the nemesis that these that these uh, that these followers of Lucifer have been ever since they rebelled against God. Um, think of the problems that they have, have caused. Uh, how they've they've uh, no doubt badgered uh, and oppressed Christians. Um, how they have even uh, sought to to destroy um, families and, and churches. And I believe uh, that there, there is a hierarchy, there's, principal, there's princes of palities, the Bible teaches, that there's an organization, even in our region here, there's a prince of this region, of this palatee, who has his minions organized to do damage to the kingdom of God in our region. Do you think about that very much? Do you think about the fact that, that no doubt that there's, uh, within that hierarchy, there are fallen angels, demonic forces that are uh, assigned and, and delegated uh, to go after Clinton Baptist Church? You know, when, when we're in the flesh, when we're, we're not following the Spirit of God, uh, do you understand that, that uh, 
that the devil loves that, that that, 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 that is, is, is what um, the, the demonic forces are encouraging and seeking to do? Do you ever, do you ever think that, that we may just be playing, uh, playing into the hands of the wicked one uh, when we are willing to, to cause division within the body of Christ, when we're not uh, willing to, to settle things in a Holy Spirit-led fashion? Uh, when we're not, uh, uh, we don't have a, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit approach uh, to, to our, our function within the church. And, uh, and, and so he says, we're going to be judging, along, you know, Jesus is going to judge those, those uh, rebellious angels. And we know that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire, right? They're going to cast into the lake of fire. I mean, it is going to be a great day when all that's finally done away with. I mean, for as much, you know, as, as we have endured of the working of the wicked, you talk about this, you know, this abortion bill that's coming up. Uh, I, 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 can, I can guarantee you the deceiver and murderer is 100% behind that. Right? And, uh, you know, some of these things you can't explain except to know it's just a huge spiritual battle. And, uh, you know, one day to think that that's all going to be judged and taken care of once and for all, that's a wonderful thing to think of. And then we're going to be able to stand by Jesus, you know, our champion, to see that happen, uh, judge alongside him. That's going to be a wonderful thing. And uh, he's saying, you know, uh, thinking about the fact that you're going, to, you're going to stand with the Lord and judge these weightier matters on that level one day, you know, can't you, can't you take care of these, these much more mundane issues and stop being a, b- a bad testimony? Stop playing into the, these very fallen angels' hands by doing that. And, and uh, so it's an interesting thing to think about. In verse 4 then, it says, If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are uh, least esteemed in the church. And he's saying, look, even the, the least regarded in your church, the least regarded believers in your church should be, should be more qualified to judge on these matters than, than the unjust. You know, they, they, would have, they would have more of a vested interest to help settle things before the Lord in a right and honorable way before Him, they would have a much more vested interest for things to go right in their church than, than someone from without, right? Um, that, that, that's the way it should be. Even, even the newest part of our church, you know, the, 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 those who just started being a part of this church, who appreciate the ministry of God's Word here, who appreciate that they come, come here and team up with others to make a difference for God. They appreciate to have people that here that can encourage them and pray for them. They appreciate the, the fact that God has, has, uh, is behind churches and we have a local church that wants to honor Him here. You know, even the, 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 those that have most recently come on board with that would have more interest in contributing to that, to the health of that, than someone from without, is what he's saying. Uh, shame on us, you know, if, if, if we have benefited from being a part of church for years and years and we've lost our, our interest in, in settling matters and taking care of matters within in, in a godly, Christ-like fashion. And, and so he says, um, uh, pertaining to this, I set them to judge are the least esteemed in the church. I I speak, and you know, I just use this terminology, but Paul is using the same terminology. He says, I speak to your shame. He's saying, shame on you. It's a bad testimony. Is it so that there is no wise man among you? Can, can you not find wisdom amongst you to take care of these things? 
Um, he's already taught quite a bit in this book about worldly wisdom compared to godly wisdom. And, uh, and we have the Word of God, you know, that, that leads us into all wisdom. They didn't even have that totally then, but we, we have it. Um, they did have the Proverbs. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, you know, all the wisdom and insight of God's Word, including this book here now, this letter that was written to them. And so we, we, we should have all the tools, the Holy Spirit of wisdom, um, the wisdom of God's Word. We should have all the tools at our disposal to be able to uh, settle matters of disagreement within ourselves. Can you really think of something? Could you think of anything that would be so important to us that we would not say, I want to put put Christ and the strength of his church uh, before my own before my own feelings. You know, to say there's nothing that would be more important to me, I want to do whatever I can, you know, to keep the cause of Christ, being strong, to, be, to have it be vivid and healthy um, in my church. That should be a priority to all of us. And, uh, and so that's what he's talking about here. I speak to you as shame. And he says, No, not one that shall be able to judge between th- this brethren, but brother goeth to law with, with brother. And that before unbelievers. He's saying, look, unbelievers are looking at this. When they hear you complain about your brother, you know, they're hearing that. That's a, that's a, that's a, 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 re, that's a reproach to the name of Christ, which, which we, should, we should never bring, bring reproach to, to. Settle it amongst yourselves. I've often said, you know, that, uh, I know this, but... Just the illustration of, and I had a, I had a business one time that uh, it was a family business. Um, we advertised very little, very little. I always had plans for great advertising campaigns, but I, I ended up advertising very little because it was just word of mouth. Word of mouth is the best advertising. And if you, if you seek to be honest, have integrity, and do a good job, what happens? Well, people tell other people because it's become increasingly rare, right? And, uh, and so just, just word of mouth. And that's the Lord uh, supplied for us in that way. And so for as powerful as positive word of mouth is, they say, now I'm not, I haven't done studies on this, but, but, but uh, um, business experts say that for every negative review you get, you're going to need at least 10 positive ones to make up for that. You say, why is that? Well, good old human nature, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know why that is, but one, and, and that's why, you know, they have these, the, now they have online review systems, the Google reviews and stuff like that. Um, and uh, it is good account- accountability because you, you can, you know, those negative reviews, people read those. I read them when I'm looking for a product. I go and read the reviews. I take it with a grain of salt, but if I see four or five negative reviews in a, in a row, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I probably better, you know, better, better step back on this. Um, probably should go for, you know, maybe three stars out of ten isn't the greatest deal uh, there, no matter what the price is, right? <laughs> so just think about that in relation to, to your church, okay? If you have... Voices out there, 
You know, that, that, are, that are part of a church complaining about the people there, complaining about, you know, this, that, and the other that's going on. Uh, that is very detrimental to the work of the Lord. There's very little chance that anybody from our church is going to be able to be a testimony to somebody that someone else from our church has been negative about the church to. You're going to need, you're going to need at least 10 other good reviews come along in that, in that person's life. Good taste for the church before, you know, to make up for that one. That, 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 uh. So then, then you take that, you compound that, you take two brothers or two sisters or whatever, two families, they're in, at odds with one another, and they're going out there and they're putting that in the public, in the public realm? What is a destructive thing that would be? What a destructive thing. Um, look, I, I, we, my family, we, we've left one church before in a very, is, is for being a very negative experience. But you know what? It's not my job to go and, and write reviews about that church all over the place. It's not my job to, to handle what's going on in that ministry. God told us to move on. We did. I hope that they get things right and that God honors that place. You know why? Because we need as many churches representing the Lord Jesus Christ in this land as possible. <laughs> we need as many ministries succeeding at being light and salt in the land as possible. In, in the United States, it's becoming like the UK where, you know, it used to, there used to be uh, 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 godly biblical churches everywhere. And now they're coming, becoming harder and harder to find. The United States is becoming the mission field now. You know, there's other, there's other places they're talking about, you know, maybe we should send missionaries to the United States. This is so humanistic and atheistic, right? Look, we need as many churches as possible. Gone are the good old days where, you know, it's like we thought this was a Christian nation and it seemed to matter very little if we badmouth the church or whatever else because there was, a, you know, such a, a proliferation of Christians in the land. You know, we never had that luxury, but we especially don't have that luxury now. And in Corinth, they didn't have that luxury. It was a wicked place. Corinth is a wicked, depraved place. And Paul is saying, look, you need to, as a, as a church, you need to have a good uh, testimony in the community. And you know where having a good testimony in the community comes from? It comes from the overflow of what's already going on in the church body. That's going to overflow. And so you have a church body that's interested in being led by the Spirit of God under the headship of Jesus Christ, not by, going by feelings and carnality, and you have that strength building, then that strength goes in, in units, wherever it goes, uh, when we're not meeting, it goes in units and it represents that strength and that, that, that vitality wherever it goes. You say, well, I had some bad church experiences in the past. Welcome to the club. Is Jesus still worth it? <laughs> Was Jesus the problem? Did Jesus ever wrong you? Look, we need to, we need to, we need to, forgive, we need to forgive and move ahead. We can't carry bitterness of contention into the future because of people that we've had problems with. They're just going to make it our whole life so that we're just kind of limping along, never being an effective uh, um, testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Uh, and so that's the, you know, I'm not saying we're perfect or anything like that, but that's the commitment that, 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 we, that we made as a family. That no matter what certain churches or certain Christians may do, Jesus is always worthy. 
And we're going to do the best we can where we are to fit into a local church and be positive and supportive and, 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 and try to, to, uh, uh, to be um, strong units, vital units within that church for the cause of Jesus Christ. And that's, uh, that's a lot of what was not happening here at Corinth. And what was at stake? Well, you had, you had a city that was full of darkness and, de and depravity that just needed a light. It needed a light. And it's almost like Paul is saying, you know, it's not going to take a whole lot for you guys to shine in this environment. All right? But you've got to take care of some basics here. And uh, this is one of them. Um, and, and so uh, he says then in verse uh, 7, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you. This isn't right. Because you go, you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be better to even say, okay, I was wrong, but I'm just not going to, I'm going to let it go. I mean, he's not saying don't try to get it settled. There's a, there's a prescription in the scriptures to confront things and to get things right and to try to get things uh, um, uh, taken care of. But he's saying, you know what, it would be, redder, it'd be, ready, it'd be better if you absorbed the wrong than to take it out and be, be a bad testimony to others. That's exactly what he's saying. Um, and he's saying, why, why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Look, he said, even if you feel cheated, even if you feel cheated, it would be better that, that you just, you know, put that to the Lord, release it to him, than to, than to take, uh, uh, take that uh, to, to unbelievers. Um, nay, you do wrong. You do wrong. And defraud, and that your brethren. And he's saying, now, don't get me wrong. Those of you who are cheating and wronging your brothers, that's not right either. In other words, he's not saying, hey, look, just, uh, just go ahead and do whatever you want to one another, and they're just going to take it. You know, because, because Christians have to be a good testimony no matter what. You know, you can just, you can just, you can just pummel one another, and, and everyone still has to have a good attitude. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, now, now, don't get me wrong, he says, those who are cheating, if there is cheating going on, or there's those that are wronging others, defrauding others, that's not right, all right? And, and they are accountable as well. He, he goes on to say, look, this is, this is, these are things that, that the world keeps the world condemned that we should take seriously to not be in the church. He says, nay, you do wrong and defraud, that your brethren. These are, these are things that, that characterize the world. In verse 9, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? These are things that would characterize people that don't inherit the kingdom of God. Look, you, you have an inheritance of the kingdom of God. If someone cheats you out of it, you feel like someone's wronged you out of a bit, you know, the uh, uh, stuff here on earth. No, just remember, you have an inheritance in the, in the kingdom of God. You're co-inheritors -in, um, with Jesus Christ. Co-heirs. But uh, here he says, look, you know, those that don't have the kingdom of God, be not deceived like they are. I mean, you know, they have fornicators. That is, uh, um, you know, those that don't, what, what type of things keep people from inheriting the kingdom of God? Well, um, you know, fornication. That is, sexual relationships out of the, the, the uh, commitment of marriage. Um, idolaters, those that in their heart put something before God. Nor adulterers, that is the, those who are married, but they, they, they wrong their spouse by having a relationship with someone outside of that marriage. So they, they, we call it cheating on, on the spouse. Um, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. 
Now these are, these are, 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 are this just shows that there's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, okay? Um, the two terms here, it, it's referring to literally uh, perverts and, and homosexuals. Now, I, I didn't write the Bible. That's what it says, okay? That's what it's referring to. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, people, people try to get fancy with the Bible because that they're uncomfortable because they're 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 very they're very interested in um, being not in but not of this world but being in and of this world and still call themselves Christians. And uh, look, God always, God always loves the world and loves every single person on this list. We should represent the Lord. But love speaks the truth. Love speaks the truth. And that which is outside of God's design is it's wrong. It's called sin. Sin is a transgression of the law, or what God says is right. And, uh, you know, the progression of this, why, why you know, preachers even are hesitant. I mean, if, if they're just doing topical, they'll probably... They'll probably never get around to this topic nowadays. You know, when you're going through the Bible, I mean, it's all there, right? So you go verse by verse, and the Bible just says it, right? And uh, you know, this is the way this is the way sin progresses. You know, at first it calls to just to be accepted, just to be accepted, and then it calls to be seen as equal, right? And then it calls for special rights, and then it calls to be celebrated. At what point are we now in our land when it comes to sin? It's the call to celebrate it. Let's have, par- let's have parades to celebrate it. Let's celebrate it in our, you know, let's teach our, our youngest to celebrate that. Look, Jesus, Jesus loves everybody. He died for everybody. He loves people too much to leave them as, to leave them as fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, Effeminates, abusers of themselves and mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkard, revilers, or extortioners. He loves them too much to, to leave them there. Why? Well, because these are the things that separate people from God and ultimately lead them to not get the inheritance they're meant for. Right? Now, he's not threatening the people at Corinth to say, hey, look, if you... Those of you who are believers there, if you do any of these things now, you're not going to have your inheritance. Because if you look in the next verse, it says there, and such were some of you. So there's two things going on there, right? First of all, he's saying, look, you've been washed of that. You follow the verse there. You've been washed of that. You've been set apart from that. You know, God has done a redemptive work in your life. Now this place, the people at Corinth had problems. They were a carnal church. Somebody call them backslidden. But Paul still addresses them as believers, and he's saying, look, think about what God has saved you out of. The terms there, um, uh, the, uh, the term reviler means a troublemaker. Just like, I don't know, they might be called like a punk, Okay. Someone, just a troublemaker. Um, an extortioner is a scammer. Someone who 
just uh, scams people. There's a lot of those scams going on now. If someone tries to uh, tell you that, they're, that, they live, they, that their relative died and wants them to give all their money away, um, send your credit card information to us in Nigeria, it's probably a scam, okay? But it, a, a certain amount of people m must fall for that because I, you still get them all the time, you know? But, but now they've gotten a lot less obvious than that. There's all kinds of scams around. Um, I was just, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, a guy named Alex uh, Murdoch. Um, you've heard of him? Yeah, I guess he's a pretty well-known character. I, I didn't really realize I've been listening to podcasts about him, but he... He was a lawyer, and his house, the, the, the woman who brought up his children, basically the nanny and housemaid, died on his property. He went to the, those children that she had brought up for him, and he said, let me represent you. I admit that, that, that you know, my, our dogs tripped your mother. She died on our property. I want you, don't want to make that right to you, so I'm going to help you file a case against me so you can get money. So he got in with the judges and all the lawyers and everything, and he got them four and a half million dollars. But they didn't know any of what they got. He, they ended up getting basically $500,000 $500, that covered medical expenses for, uh, for the mother because she didn't die instantly. And he wrote checks to himself and his buddies for the almost $4 million that was left over. He almost got away with it. I mean, there, there had to be almost like a perfect chain of events that came about through which he got caught. You know what he was? He was an extortioner. <laughs> and kind of find out, he had done stuff like this a lot. Um, and uh, it's just unbelievable. You know, unbelievers, that's not stuff that characterizes unbelievers. You know why? Because it's all they have here in, in this land. The pleasure that they seek, the perversion they get into, the, the, the means that they will go to extort from others. You know, that's all because they just see... This is it. This is all we're going to get right here. You know, and Christians that would fight each other over property and fight each other over, uh, over financial matters and take each other to law and have a bad testimony in public, they're, they're, they're looking at it as this is it. You know, families that will squabble with each other for years and years and years. You, you, you don't know how common this is within Christianity. I've been around people a lot. People that'll, uh, Christians that will fight with each other and hold grudges against each other for years and years and years over temporary matters, forgetting that we have an inheritance in Christ undefiled, reserved in heaven for us. You know, this whole list right here is about people that are just looking at the temporary. And Paul says this shouldn't be true for you as believers. No, no more should it be true than anything on this list, those things that, you know, you used to be, you were saved out of these things, and Jesus has made, um, you know, has made you one of his. And such were some of you. You are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and the, by the Spirit, our God. And, uh, and so um, it's just really the, the heart of the challenge here is for the testimony of believers. That's the heart of the challenge. Whenever you have specific, you know, a specific scenario, you look, okay, you know, do we have some of these same specifics going on? We need to get, we need to, obviously, that's, that's clear application. But then you get, you get to the heart of what the, this, these specifics really represent, you know, and then it's even easier to make, you know, broad application because he's talking about the testimony of the body of Christ. 
That's what he's talking about. What's our testimony to those that are without? What will we do not to cover up wrong? You know, not to say that right is wrong and wrong is right, but what will we do to handle things in a way that would be honoring to the Lord that we can move on from for the sake of the testimony of Jesus? What it comes down to a lot of times, we're going to have to swallow our pride. Right? There's a reason why that's cliche. Right? You've got to swallow your pride. Um, because Christians can be just as prideful and stubborn as the next lot if they're not being spirit-led. Maybe more so. Probably not more so. But it's more serious because we're supposed to be representing Jesus. Of such were some of you. Don't be that anymore, is what Paul is saying. Lord, just thank you for the practicality of your word. I pray, Lord, that uh, 